0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from the prayer room. For more teachings, notes, downloads, or to subscribe to our podcast, as well as information about who we are and our upcoming events, visit our website at tprdfw.com. This service, moms and dads, grandma and grandpas, this service is their service. And what we're going to do, how this service is going to work tonight, is I'm going to share my heart, And I'm going to talk about a prayer that I want you to have with your children for the rest of their life. Tonight, we're going to invite those who are sick in body, those who are sick in your heart, whatever is going on, it doesn't matter. And we're going to invite you to come forward, and we're going to release the children to pray for you. And here's what's going to happen. Boys and girls, listen up. Here's what's going to happen, boys and girls. They're going to pray a prayer that I taught them. The Holy Spirit, when it comes to children and young people, has one assignment. I never was called to be a children's pastor. I thought when they sent you to work in the children's ministry, that's where they wanted you to go, to die. <laughs> I, I thought it was a place where nobody wanted to be. And My wife came to me. My wife came to me, boys and girls, and, and she said, I, th- I think you need to take over my fourth grade class. I was in this church called the Vineyard Denver. I was planting some different things with promise keepers and all of the different things that were happening with John Wimber and everything. And I was a musician. My, my degree's in music. I, I received a scholarship to Berklee School of Music of Jazz. I, I play the saxophone. And here comes this lady that I married. I call her La Cutie. LaGuardia, LaCutie. She comes to me and she says, I I think you're supposed to take over my fourth grade class. And I literally said this to her, I think you need to go get delivered. And we were moving in that kind of spirit there for a, a while in the vineyard. And I go, you need to go get prayer. And I gave her the name of the guy that she needed to go get prayer from. I won't tell you what his name is. But I was so wrong and I took over her class and... One thing led to another, and it was the very place that the Lord introduced me to Malachi chapter 4, verses 4, 5, and 6. That there will be a day, and it's coming, connected to the coming of Jesus, moms and dads, where there will be the spirit of the prophet Elijah that will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children of the fathers. And that's where I was introduced. And I won't tell you how I was introduced, but I said, I'll do it for a couple of weeks. 40 years later, I, ha- I haven't left my post. I've wanted to. I've tried. And then one day in, Can- in-, in Denver, Colorado, where I was pastoring, we had 2,700 children, 800 workers. This guy named Mike Bickle comes moving through our church. And listen to this, boys and girls. And this is why I tell you this story. I will never tell you a story to make me look good. I will always tell you something about my life. And I've told you a lot, right? We have some some stories. You got the goods on me. Believe me. But listen up. I was never called to a children's ministry. I was called to a generation. I was called to a place that is very important to the Lord. And I heard this guy, Mike Bickle, in our church in Denver. I just wanted to give you this backdrop because it's going to set the pace and the tone for what we're going to do tonight, he begins to speak on Malachi 4. And when he spoke on that, that's when I received my assignment. I tried everything, man, as a children's pastor. I tried the pup. I've tried all the snacks and the crafts. I I did a flaming Bible with a puppet one night at a camp and caught my (laughs) afro on, on fire because I... I couldn't do the flaming Bible. My wife begged me not to do it. She goes, That's not what you're about. You're not about the tricks. You're not about the trade. You're not about. And one thing led to another, and I'll just tell you why I stand up here and I do this. It's because the father wants to convince us all across the earth that children's ministry children are not a hobby. It's not a hobby, it's not a specialty. And I just want to tell you what a privilege, moms and dads, I mean this, what a privilege I had this week to be able to come and serve your family. We had a camp so that the children would go back into your family and be equipped in a greater way. This group of children, they are messengers, they are marked for this region. And I believe that we got on the ground floor of what's to come. And so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for trusting this team. This leadership team was amazing. And they were organized. And I've been doing it 40 years. 40 years showing up at camps and showing up with children and young people and training leaders all over the body of Christ because the church has not trained up the next generation of leaders very effectively for the children. And that's my assignment. It's kingdom. It's not a specialty. Tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to see the same Holy Spirit that we want in the adult services, in our own homes, in our own living rooms. We want to see it set free among the children. So what I'm going to do tonight, in just a a moment, I'm going to have a a short little quick teaching, and then we're going to lean in, boys and girls. Now, eyes right up here. When we stand... We don't just stand because we're told to. Remember that one night when I, I didn't have you stand? And the, and, the, and the worship leader began to play, and I said, only stand if you're wanting to in your heart. Tonight, I'm going to do the same thing, but we're going to lean in to worship for a little while. And then I'm going to come back up, moms and dads, grandma and grandpas and friends, and I'm going to ask anyone who is here that is sick in body, And if you feel like you're a little bit sick, you're not sure if you're sick, you're sick. (laughs) Come up, because we need. We need to mobilize this generation to pray one prayer tonight. That's all they're going to pray. Holy Spirit, come. Make Jesus known. In this life, bring healing in Jesus' name. We're going to do that over you for 90 seconds. And then they're going to hear a word called SWAP. Now, I serve under Mike Bickle. And we do a lot of conferences. And while they were doing their stuff upstairs, I'm downstairs with the children. And I don't only have the responsibility of children's ministry. Uh, I oversee ministries, all the ministries. I sit with the executive team. But nothing is more important to me than to bring this generation before our leadership team. Because I want every one of your children, grandchildren, I want them to know tonight, look, it's their house too. The church. It's their house too. There's no wee Holy Spirit, junior Holy Spirit. And so when we teach them this prayer tonight, boys and girls, and you know the prayer. We'll, we're, we'll do it one or two times. They will come to you, and I'm going to ask all those that are sick and body to just put your hands out. Don't get real crazy or anything, just put your hands out. And here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. A Psalm 8 hand is going to come to your hand. So if you stand and you're sick in body, or if you want to be sick, stand. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I mean, I, I, and when we do these clinics all over the place, man, I'm getting the word out to everybody. I, I made a mis- little bit of a mistake. I said. We'll call the hospital and have them come. One of the little ones came up to me and go, did you, did you make that phone call to the hospital? I go, nah, nah, I didn't. But listen, tonight is not about a... It's not about a, a charismatic thing. It's not about evangelical... It's, it's not about denominations tonight. You know what it is? It's about their spiritual appetite. And what we're doing... At this camp, all week long, and others, and where, when, we, when we come back, we're developing their spiritual appetite. So that they're in the grocery store, remember what I told you? And they're walking out to the car with their mom. And the mom says, come on, let's go. we got to get to the car. Your dad's cooking tonight. It's a miracle. <laughs> and so they're ready to go. but And your, your child, your son, your daughter sees that lady over in the corner with the oxygen tank. And then on the way out the door, they pray that 60-second prayer, that 30-second prayer. Holy Spirit, come. Make Jesus known in that, that lady's life, in Jesus' name. It develops an appetite. And so I'm very, very blessed in being here. And I wanted to let you know that's what's happening tonight. We will go into a time of uh, of praise and worship for a song or two, and then I'll come back up and I'll call you forward if you would like to be prayed for. Now also, something very powerful happened to me in my life. I don't want, I'll make a long story short. My mother fell, fell down 17 cement stairs on her face and her chest. She broke everything in her body. I told the boys and girls this. She busted up everything. She laid in traction with her uh, hands tied to ropes that would make her joints heal and everything else. She found out at the, at, in, in Denver that my daughter was going to be dedicated the church she was going to be dedicated in was a Calvary Chapel Pastor Tom Stite that was my pastor that's who I worked for until I went to work with Mike Bickle she finds out my daughter is going to be dedicated and she calls me up on the phone Saturday night she goes Leonardo how could you do this to me i go, how could I do what to you? And she's a little Sicilian four foot eight fireball that you really don't want to make mad. Okay. I heard you're going to the church tomorrow and you're going to dedicate Letha to the Lord. Why didn't you tell me? Uh, You can't walk? That's one. I said, put dad on. I said, Papa. How'd she find out? She got it out of me. I don't know how she did it. We carried my mom into the car on Sunday morning. We walked her into the back seat of the car. We drove to the church. We laid her down in the aisle. And then this man named Lonnie Frisbee was at our church. It was Mother's Day in Denver. There's two Mother's Day healing if you do any church history on the vineyard. There's one in California and one in Denver. It's in a book called Power Encounters by John Wimber. Anyway, she's laying down next to us. I'm there. My wife goes, checks on our oldest, our, 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 our son, our oldest boy, who was an infant at that time. And then our daughter was being dedicated. And I went to the restroom. I came back. My wife is there. And I look down. She's gone. What happened was, this guy says, if you want to pray for somebody, come to the altar if they're not. Here. you've heard the word. It's a religious term. You know, it's a good religious term. Pray in proxy, like stand in for the person. I don't even care about the word prof- proxy. I just go, let's stand in. I'm standing in for everybody, actually. Now, as an intercessory missionary. So my dad goes forward to pray for my mom. My mom, she gets somebody to carry her to the altar to pray for my dad. My dad was dying. Of a liver disease. He got a bad pint of blood when he was young. And it just destroyed his liver and they were just keeping him alive. But he goes down and prays for my mom and he's on the corner of the, the, the altar and my mom's down there, and I, and I go, Tracy, my mom's gone. Someone took her. Someone stole her. And then she hit me on the I told the boys and girls this. She she taps me on the shoulder and she goes, she just goes like this. There's there, she, there There she is. My mother was jumping up and down, shouting hallelujah. I'm born again. I'm saved. I felt the demon leave. This is what she said. Now, listen. I don't share that because it's a great story in our life. It is a great story. It was an interesting story because once she got saved, I shifted from being her son to her brother in the Lord, and then I had to make a decision to love her. (laughs) We had problems growing up. You're born Italian. You got problems (laughs) right out of the gate sometimes. And I'm not throwing my bros under the, my sisters and brothers under the bus, but I'm telling you, we're interesting. So she gets healed and she walks out of the church. Why am I saying this tonight? Because you might have somebody tonight that you're standing in the gap for. I want you to stand. All of that to just say, hey, if you know somebody... Stand. Because I want them to be mobilized tonight to you to receive a spiritual appetite. So here's what we're going to do. I'd like us all to stand if we can. If you would stand. I know it's tight in here. Boys and girls, let's stand. Boys and girls, let's get in that waiting on the Lord position. Let's say, here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. I'm going to lean in, I'm going to lean in, and open my heart, my words, my life, to sing your praises. Let's go before the Lord in worship. Moms and dads, grandma and grandpas, let the Lord begin to touch your heart. While we're standing, if you're sick in body, you would like to be pray, prayed for or stand in the gap for somebody, I'd like you to raise your hand back there so I can get an idea how to do this. Okay. Thank you. Let's worship the Lord, and then I'll call you forward, and then we will mobilize. Boys and girls, the Holy Spirit has one role. What is it? Buy me a car? No. Holy Spirit has one Assignment. What is it? Get us all new appliances in my house? Oh. What is the Holy Spirit's assignment? To make Jesus known. Well, stay right where you're at. Yes, if, you, if your eyes are closed, keep them closed. Just lean in for a minute. I'm going to share something with you. I want this to get into your heart because in just about five minutes, we're going to release you to pray that one prayer over those that are sick in body. There's a story about some people who knew Jesus was in town, right? I talked to you a lot about Jesus being in different towns, but Jesus was in town, they came from everywhere, and these guys, it says men, men wanted to bring a paralyzed person, this is in Luke chapter five, you can put it in your journals and your blueprints. By the way, they're gonna bring home a manual and it's called a blueprint. It's not, it's not a textbook, it's a blueprint. And moms and dads and grandma and grandpas who's, who's ever responsible for the children, I want you to make five copies of that because they're gonna lose one. And they're gonna give them another one because they're going to understand the blueprint. There are some important things in there. Boys and girls, you can write this down, but listen to this. These guys, these people wanted this paralyzed individual to get before Jesus. So they were thinking about, look, if we could just bring him into where Jesus is at, he could get healed. So they, they picked the guy up. I don't know exactly how it happened, boys and girls, but listen, boys and girls. Shh, 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 shh. They pick him up, they take him to the place where Jesus is at, but they can't get in. They can't get in. And here's what I want to see happen to you tonight. They didn't quit. Me, I'd go, let's come back tomorrow. Let's catch a burger on the way home. We always got tomorrow. I heard he's going to be here tomorrow, too. Right, moms and dads? But they didn't quit. And somebody looked up and said, hold on. If we can get this guy who's paralyzed through the roof, And we can lay him before Jesus. He can be healed. And that's what they did. Don't give up. Don't give up when you don't see the healings. Listen, don't give up when you don't think God moved. Let your appetite kick in. Remember the appetite? The spiritual appetite? That's right. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to give up. But tonight it might sound crazy, because tonight's a clinic. We're doing a spiritual clinic here of training and equipping a generation. So it might sound a little bit crazy. I want you to be healed. I want your, you, you to feel a shift in your body or whatever. Of course. Of course. But more than anything, I want the children to get a spiritual appetite. Amen? A spiritual appetite that they would be hungry forever. All boys and girls, turn this way. Face me. The guy comes through the roof, and he's laid before Jesus. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Everybody didn't understand that, boys and girls, because only God can forgive sin. But what they didn't know... that. Jesus is Lord. He was God. And then he says, take up the mat and walk. I want to do something real quick. No talking. Moms and dads, in your child's blueprint is something that's really dear to my heart, wanting to have a spiritual appetite. And I gave them something in their blueprint that they can take with them the rest of their life. Good job, right here. This is the thing right here. Good job, man. It's five minutes a day. Monday, they wake up. They make a little list of everything they're thankful for, and they pray for five minutes, thanking the Lord for what they're thankful for. They can use the same list every Monday. Tuesday, they find their favorite worship song. We did this. We practiced it this week. And they sing it for five minutes. Can they pray more? Of course. Can they sing more? Of course. But here you are, Monday and Tuesday, you got ten minutes. You times that by four, that's 40 minutes a month. That's 40 minutes before the Lord developing a spiritual appetite. Wednesday, they'll tell you what Wednesday is. It's a heart for the lost. They'll make a list of those that need salvation. They'll pray five, five minutes. Thursday they would pray for the sick, five minutes. And boys and girls, what's Friday? For, for the sick. And I probably mixed it up and it doesn't matter what order it comes in. But it's a heart for the sick and they make a list of every, everybody that's sick that they know and they sit before the Lord and they just say, bring healing in Jesus' name. So do me a favor, take your blueprints when you get home, boys and girls, give them to your mom and your your mom or dad, and I want you to make copies of this. I'm asking everybody to bring their blueprint back next year if they work on it. And from Kansas City, we're going to bless your family with a little bit off of your your registration next year from Kansas City. Now, I made a big mistake in Kansas City (laughs) a couple times. And, you know, these camps make no money. It's break even at best. We're not in it for that. I'm not in it for an offering. I'm in it for a spiritual diet because I know there's an army that's going to be raised up that's going to have to recognize the counterfeit. They're going to have to recognize the counterfeit. And what I'm doing with this prayer 25 minutes a day, I'm calling a million children to join me. And they said they're part of this team. But it's to recognize the counterfeit that's coming because it's on its way if not here. So I really want you to have that spiritual appetite. So, Mike, I had a little bit of trouble. 39 children at our Signs and Wonders camp in Kansas City. The second one, we have three of them back to back. 39 brought their manuals, and I had said that I'd give them $50 off of their registration, and I had to (laughs) refund the $50 times 39. You do the math. I'm not going to do 50 bucks for this camp, but I am going to do something. And we've committed to $10. I've already, I've already located in, in Kansas City with my wife. I said, you're going to like this. I wanted to give everybody a hat. So the night before I came on the plane here, I went to the camp building and got all our hats. Well, I forgot that they were the hats for the third camp because our order didn't come in. So I didn't have a chance to bring some hats. And I got to the airport, and I thought they were in the back seat, and my wife got up in the middle of the night, she took the hats out of the car. And I've been dodging her while while I'm here. But I do want to do something as a symbol of something that I believe is to come. Kalia, where are you at? Come here. I want you to have this hat, okay? I signed it, all right? Now, I, you can wipe it out. I get it. You, know, you can do whatever if you're one of those cleansing people. Just sanitize it, I don't care. Good. You wear it, right? It's awesome, and it's signs and wonders, camps. And you're gonna go to San Diego, and you're gonna be instrumental in your parents' lives and the history of what's gonna be happening. And we're gonna do this camp, and I'm gonna come down and train You to do a camp down there with your mom and your dad if they so want me to. But I want you to have this hat, all right? And so you can have that hat. One more. And this is something I'm gonna pray for everybody, but it's a symbol. Benjamin, where'd you go? So I want you to stand just for a second. You gave me, you gave me, bro. A monumental word. You really encouraged me. Out of the mouths of children, you have ordained praise. And that praise <laughs> silences the voice of the enemy. Now, I don't know if you're, this is not because you're a Chiefs fan. Because I'm really not. And I know this is on tape. <laughs> and I fake my way through being a Chiefs fan. But here's why I'm going to give you this app. Because I saw something this morning. I saw that you were going to close. You're going to give the final prayer for everyone to receive the word of the Lord. I'm giving you this hat because you have a Mike Bickle anointing, man. And I don't use the word anointing, but you, so does everybody. You study the word, and you're, you you go deep in God, and, and you love him. So don't pay attention to the chief thing. All right, run right on. Yeah. But you keep this hat safe and you remember it because you're going to rightly divide the Word of God. So I want you to have that hat, all right? all right, Benjamin, Benjamin, come here. You don't care what logo's on that hat, man. All you want to do is study the Word. Everybody put your hands out. My friend's going to pray for us that we would have a heart for the Word. Shh in, Brad. Lord, I pray that you will give everyone um, a portion of your word. I pray that you will that as we go out that we will not be the same and that we will c- come out of this building with a renewed spirit and a renewed heart set towards you and towards making you known and that our goal will be your goal and what you say we will do and what and what, and what what you tell us to say, we will say. And I pray that you will give every single one of us a a heart for your word a heart for the lost and a heart for just for you in Jesus name this concludes this teaching from the prayer room for more resources please visit our website at tprdfw.com thank you